You're listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, episode 187. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with four-time CrossFit Games athlete, Lika Feynman, to talk about vulnerability, confidence, and her mindset in transitioning from an athlete to a coach. Her time as an athlete hasn't come to an end just yet, though. Lika has decided to commit to competing in this year's CrossFit Games on August 3rd. Please also note that this episode was recorded before she has decided to competing in this year's game. Lika shares how her perception of mental toughness has changed over the years and what she has learned along the way that keeps her strong mentally and physically. If you want to know more about navigating the transition from an athlete to a coach and the mindset behind it all, then this is a must-listen episode. Are you ready to raise your game? 2021 is the year to increase your performance on and off the field. The Athlete's Edge Journal was designed to cultivate self-confidence and mental resilience through the power of sports psychology. Whether you are a professional athlete, a former college athlete, or have aspirations of greatness in the future, this journal is for you. Visit winthementalgame.com and use the promo code GRANTPAR20 to receive a 20% discount at checkout. Act now to take your mental game to the next level. What if you could rapidly accelerate your team's performance and skill acquisition just minutes before practice or game? NeuroTrainer triggers high-performance states with virtual reality brain training that can be deployed in the gym or at home. In just eight minutes, your team will be more focused and ready for whatever you or the game throws at them. Visit NeuroTrainer.com to schedule your demo and get your team locked in. Welcome back to another episode of 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr. And like I I say every podcast, uh, this is going to be a special one. Uh, This is a special one not only because I've had uh, my guest on my show, but I've had a chance to work with her um, with mental skills training. And I've also seen her grow as a coach. So today we have Lekka Feynman. Lekka, how are you? I'm doing great, Grant. It's great to be back here and always great yeah. to talk with you. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's it's going to be really cool to talk about, you know, your mindset as a CrossFit athlete, because that's that's how we got introduced. Um, and we talked a lot about your mindset three years ago. It's been three years. Three years. Um, yeah. And there's been a lot of cool changes with your career and your life. And now you're a health and fitness coach. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And you know what we're going to get into next uh, with mental toughness, because we always talk about mental toughness. But I just want to share with my listeners that we're, we're really going to see um, a really cool progression in someone's life and career from athlete to coach, athlete to, you know, fitness expert, because there's a lot of that goes into when you do something like this, the transition, the mindset of transitioning. And it's not easy. And it can be yeah. scary. And, uh, and you've done a really good job managing the emotional hurricane, if you will. And, uh, and I can't wait to share that with my listeners. Yeah. It's been lots of change, <laughs> <laughs> right? Bro, yeah. All good though. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. let's, let's get into the mental toughness piece. Um, you know, three years ago and I'll, I'll paraphrase this. Okay. When I asked you what it meant to you at the time, you said to stay the course, oh, to stay okay. focused and to be vulnerable. So I kind of paraphrase it for you. 
Yeah. So okay. since since that time, it's been three years. You've you've done a couple of CrossFit games. Now you're coaching and helping people in many different areas of uh, health and fitness. Has that meaning of being mentally tough changed or your relationship with with mental toughness? That's so interesting because I couldn't remember what I said. So it's evolved, I would say. When I think of, you know, what does it mean to be mentally tough? What it means to me now is it's still to stay the course. It's it's really being strong no matter what and not just like physically strong. Like I feel like there's a difference between mental toughness and physical toughness, but the mental piece is always being able to be calm and know your own strength, no matter what's going on around you. And, you know, we've all been put to the test in the past couple of years with things totally out of our control. Right. And so I know that I've called upon my own mental training and my mindset to be able to find my calm and stay centered and stay strong, not just physically, but mentally strong, no matter what's going on around me. So it's right. yeah, staying the course, staying focused, but also just staying calm no matter what is happening. And we're we're definitely going to get into your your coaching um, and that that whole transition. So I don't want to jump the gun, but I will a little bit. Um, when you think about now that you are transitioning to to being this coach and you're coaching others. Um, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a beautiful place to be, to be in service and to share your knowledge and your energy, but can you share a specific time? And again, you don't have to use names, but just where you had to be mentally tough as a coach versus mm-hmm. being an athlete. So is, or has there been yet a, a, a mental, mentally tough moment? So I think the biggest thing for me where I've had to be mentally tough as a coach is stepping into being a coach. So like when I work with people and I remember when I started working with you, we started by identifying, you know, who am I? What are my goals? What is my purpose? And when I started to, you know, get into this role of being a coach, I had a lot of imposter syndrome and like being kind of afraid and lack of confidence. And I I remember, you know, feeling that as an athlete competing like this kind of, when I got to the games, like imposter syndrome. So it was sort of the same thing with the coach. Like I needed to like find my mental toughness and say, okay, you know, this is my purpose. This is who I am. And, and kind of claim that and identify it and not be shaken Mm -hmm. by it. So I don't know that it's like specifically with coaching one particular person, but it's more of just accepting, you know, and owning that, that part of me and that's who I am. And this is what I'm doing. And I'm here for a reason, you know, I have this, this experience and knowledge and I, and I need to share it. So I think that's, um, that's where the mental toughness piece kind of relates there. So when you think about imposter syndrome, um, I mean, that's that's a real thing. A lot of people deal with it. And it's not just in a performance. I mean, we're performing so many different roles, uh, whether it's mom or you know, being a coach or being an athlete. There's all these different roles. And I've seen it where um, the imposter syndrome is not it, it kind of shows up in different places in someone's life. It's not just, you know, when you're an athlete or when you're a coach. So. 
And it's funny because I, I, I work with athletes. They're like, when is this going to go away? Why do you <laughs> yeah. always keep on showing up? Right. Yeah. So for, for you as a coach, is it, st- is it still there? Does it rear its head or have you like, have you conquered that piece? You know, I was just, uh, I'm in a mastermind group with a, like a women's business coaching um, program. I have this amazing business coach as a mentor. And we were just talking about this, um, like feeling like, Oh, this uh need to go get another certification like i'm not I'm not qualified enough and you know she what she said her name's amira alvarez she's really amazing but she, what she said is like i'm not i mean basically like you you are qualified like you have the experience and i do have certifications and i've done training and you know i've studied a lot and i continue to study but the point is is that it's like everyone has their own unique experience and that is enough like we are we are enough you know, and I see yeah. this with my kids or with young people that it's like this, this kind of like never feeling like you're enough somehow. And you just need to like stop that and just like, just own it, you know, and as, and yeah. as an athlete or, you know, in the work, in the workplace, um, my, you know, my older daughter is just starting out in sales and tech and, you know, she's like, it's, it's been a challenge for her to just own it and say, I am enough, you know? So yeah. I think that that comes up all over the place. I, even though that this is my purpose and you've known me, you know, for years now, it's, you know, there's some times where it pops up as well. You know, it's uh, I want to say, cause I'm human, you know, but yeah. there's a, there's a part of me uh, underlining it. just like, when is this going away? Like, right. And that's you know? the work, right? Like that's as coaches, that's what we can help people with. That's why, you know, all of the, the, st- all the putting the reps in, right. It's like this constant, yeah constant space repetition of just telling yourself over and over, (laughs) you know, your affirmations and your mantras and it's constantly repeating it. And, you know, when the negative voices come up, like kind of just combating it with the positive. So it's, it's, it's constant work. (laughs) It's not like it's just like, yeah, this work is a lifetime's work. It's not, I mean, sure. We do it for the moment and there's times where we need to really focus on it, but this is, this is a lifetime work and we have to keep on repping it out. And now that we're in a coaching position, we've got to live, we got to be the work. Um, yeah, exactly. You have to walk the walk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause clients will see it real quick. Like, and I, they'll see. Yeah, they do. And that's why, you know, people are drawn to you or people are drawn to me. It's because, I mean, I've had clients tell me, you know, they're inspired and it's not like I set out to like, Oh, I'm going to be an inspiration. Like that's what I'm going to do. But it's just, I've been doing this a long time. You know, it's, I've been doing what I do, eating what I eat, you know, practicing, meditating, doing yoga, all these things like for a very, very long time. And it wasn't like, because I wanted to achieve something. It's just, it's the years of doing it. And, and it, it, you know, it shows and people notice it and they're drawn to it. So, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And then that builds rapport and trust and all the fun stuff of being a coach. Um, speaking of, of being a coach, when you think about like identifying, you've been an athlete your whole life, you spent, cause I know I've, I've worked with you, you have, I mean, and if people saw the full, you know, full length of your body, they would know, man, that's someone invested into their body, into their craft. And so you've been this athlete. So what's it been like transitioning out of it? Now, I know you're still an athlete. You're going to be an athlete until you die, but 
how does that, how do you, is it been an easy transition or do you still like, do you look back at like, is like, does anything come up for you as far as athlete versus coach? Yeah. The identity crisis. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, I, I've been athletic my whole life, but I didn't start identifying as an athlete until pretty late in life. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. until I started competing in the sport of CrossFit in, you know, my early forties, um, that I started claiming the identity of an athlete, even though I had, you know, I'd competed in, um, equestrian sports and basketball, you know, in high school and things like that. It was like owning that identity as an athlete was came later for me. And, and once I dove into it and claimed it, it was pretty strong. You know, I, I identified it as, and that's kind of who I was. That's who people saw me as. Um, it was like my main focus in life for, you know, many years and deciding to, you know, step back from competing and not have that be my main focus has been, it's been challenging, honestly. And, um, I, you know, like you said, yeah, I'm always going to be an athlete, but not having that be my main thing. I've, you know, I kind of made a decision to focus all that energy that I had put into training and competing into, other areas of my life and, you know, maybe parts of my life that have been a little bit neglected, my career, my family, um, my home. So it's been, you know, it's been a big shift, but I'm kind of getting, you know, a little bit more of an acceptance place than I was. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Right. And say it's easy because it's tough. And I, you know, I know if you talk to people in the world of CrossFit, there's like this, you know, you start, competing or you even just start doing CrossFit and it's like a cult, right? You, everyone says you drink the Kool-Aid and then like getting out of it. Like I, I kind of have this, like, I joke, like I should start like a, you know, CrossFitters anonymous for people who want to quit. <laughs> it's like, you're addicted to this thing because it's, it's right. the sport, it's the community. It's what you do. It's like, it becomes like your whole life. So, right. you know, I, I've moved, you know, I left, um, Northern California, I left my home in Oakland of 23 years and I moved to Southern California. So that's been a big shift too. And I'm in a much, you know, smaller CrossFit gym. Um, it's still a great community, but it's a, it's a whole different thing. So in a way it's been, that's been great actually, because I could, I'm physically away from like everyone that I identified with me as being an athlete and me identifying. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been rocky, but I think I'm accepting it a little bit more now. And I'm not saying that I'm never going to compete again, but I'm not right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and thank you for sharing because it's um, when you're, when you, you're right. Cause like the whole CrossFit is culture. I mean, there, there's a, there's a culture that exists and it's, and it's rich. I mean, it's really, it's, I mean, you can tell when someone's a CrossFitter, you just can. And then you can tell their friends and like how they live their lives. And it's, and it's a great thing. Um, yeah. So when you're, when you kind of got to break that culture, there's, again, that's not like a, f- a football player. It's not like myself. I'd spent so many years yeah. in a football culture for me to like leave it. It, it was hard. Uh, and it, yeah. but it took me a lot longer than it took you though. It took almost <laughs> two decades. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm not like, it's not like I've completely left. Right. I mean, I still work right. with CrossFit athletes. I'm still in it. You know, I still do it every day. Um, but it's, it's shifted. And I think for me, I'm making the transition to, I mean, I started coaching when I was still an athlete and still competing, yeah. but now it's, you know, I'm more invested in coaching than competing. And I, and 
just realizing, you know, that I have all of this experience and knowledge that I need to share. Like it's, it's valuable, it's valuable and it, it, it needs to be like shared. So that's kind of where I feel like my purpose has also shifted. And also, you know, for me as an athlete, it's always been an intrinsic thing. Like I know you and I have talked about this, like I know for some people when they compete, you know, they want to be the best in the room. They want to be better than everyone else. And for me, it's always been about like, what is my own potential, like reaching my own potential as an athlete and as a person. So I still have that drive. And now it's just that the potential is, it's not just my potential as an athlete, but what is my potential as a human? You know, how much Mm. can I give to the world and, and where else can I put my energy that can reach more people than just in this like arena of sport? So it's, it's just right. been a Yeah, no. And I, I, that resonates with me because when I got into what, you know, my coaching, it was, it started just to be athletes and there's so many other people and other domains that I can touch, uh, still saying the same thing, but I can still take care of the performer, uh, whether it's in the workplace or in a surgery room, you know, or in, in a pool or a football field. I mean, so it's, so it's, it's not just being so, siloed or, or singular focus on something. It's just, you can, yeah. you have so much to, to offer. And yeah. when you, when you started talking about sharing, so in coaching, you know, we're in service. So you're sharing mm-hmm. your knowledge, right? Your guidance, um, your passion, your energy. So because, especially when you're working with CrossFit, like mm-hmm. you've competed at the games and you have actually done incredible things within that sport. So what's it like when you're the coach now and you're working with these CrossFitters, let's say CrossFitters, CrossFit athletes, and you just want to like bypass it all and say, here's what you need to do. Like, you just, you're like, <laughs> yeah, here's you the answer to the test. The water, right? I'm right. sure you can, yeah, that comes up for you. I'm sure when you're working with people. Yeah. I mean, I guess like probably half of my clients are CrossFit athletes and half of them are not. So it's not everyone. Right. But, um, right. I think the main thing that I've realized is that my work is really helping people find their own strength, connecting to their own strength. So if that's a CrossFit athlete and they're trying to get to the CrossFit games, then, you know, it's maybe a little different than, you know, a woman who just wants to get her body back. Like she's, you know, hitting the hormonal shift and she just wants to like fit into her jeans and she wants to feel good again. Like, so, but in both cases, it's about like connecting to their strength. So I can, you know, tell them, you know, okay, you got to eat good. You know, you got to exercise, you got to meditate, you got to do all these things and you're going to feel better. And some of them, you know, do everything I say and they, they see progress. And some of them, it's like, it's hard, you know, because they have crazy jobs or they just don't do it or so you know, I give as much as I can, but sometimes, you know, it, somebody has to want it. First of all, they have to show up, they have to be ready. They have to be willing They ha- And, and it's, it's not easy. You know, it's not like it's, it's little, it's little things that add up over a long time that make a big change. I'm sure you know that, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can, I can say, oh yeah, I know exactly what you need. I mean, I have, you know, some clients that have major health issues and it's like, well, if you just would eat real food and if you would just move your body, you would feel so yeah. you could get off your medications, you would feel so much better, but they don't even know where to start. So it's like, we have to start with, let's just drink water and not soda, you know, like it's like, 
What right. is the first thing? What is the first thing? Or if it's the athlete, well, let's, you know, let's, let's make a morning ritual and an evening ritual. Let's like learn to meditate. Let's like focus on your breath and, you know, teaching someone how to visualize, which is like really hard. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> for me, it came really easily, maybe because I've been doing it a long time or because I'm a visual person, right. but it's not, it's not for some people. Yeah, it's it's not. That's the where the patients come as a coach because there's some things. Because I remember when I worked with you for the first time, I, I I remember exactly where I was when I actually we did our first visualization session, yeah. and you were like you, you went right into it, and it was so cool because I do remember when you were done, you're like, man, I'm tired. <laughs> yes, exhausting. Because what you were visualizing was a very exhausting, um, you know, <laughs> movement. So. Uh, so it's just, it's just having that, that patient and the fluidity and creating the space. So you have the space for, for your clients, you know, right. and, and, and when you think about, let me ask you this question, when you are working with a client, no matter if they're, you know, a CrossFit athlete or someone that just wants to, you know, have better health, what is it like for you as a coach when someone is a hundred percent bought in and they're, and they're getting results, but it is like, they're just bought in. So how do you explain what you feel in this? Oh, it's awesome. I just like, I just want to work. These are, you know, I have a few clients right now who are like that. And like, we get off the phone. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, they're, I'm giving them, you know, exercises and homework and they're doing it and they're like having these breakthroughs and it's like they're in, and it's not like it's, you know, rainbows and unicorns every day. Like there's still moments where they have challenges and it's like tough, but you know, they're making progress and they show up and they're invested and they care. And it's like, it, it, there's just a synergy. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like it's, that's probably why I'm doing this <laughs> because I can feel like it's like making a difference. So yeah. Well, it, does it help that shift where like, so, you, you know, you've been a competitor, you're still competing, but like you were hyper competitive and now you've shifted into now, now it's kind of, you know, you're, you're looking, you're looking at life differently. So now it's more about longevity and, yeah. and I knowing you and then kind of just seeing your journey mm-hmm. um, and also the things you've had to deal with life as well along the way, it just seems like you're having a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and again, yeah, you're not you having know, fun. Like, what's the point, right? Really, exactly, <laughs> really. And the cool yeah. thing is that you're doing. We're going to get into this in a second. It's not just you're not just training a CrossFit athlete. You're hitting on all of the the holistic, the inside out stuff. You know, with the breathing, the meditation, yoga, health, nutrition. Like your flexibility. Like you're you're like a one stop shop. And yeah, I'm a one-stop shop. Yes, I am. That's what my dad says. It's like yeah. <laughs> one-stop shop, 360 degrees. Yeah, uh, I mean, because I have a holistic approach um, and everything is connected. You know, it's like people a lot of times come to me for nutrition coaching because, you know, they see me and they're like, what do you eat? What do you do? What's your program? I want, I want what you have. Like, I want those abs. So that's like, so the gateway maybe is like that, or maybe they, you know, take one of my zoom fitness classes. They just want to start working out, but it ends up being more like, you know, I had one client come to me for nutrition coaching and now we're only working on mindset and it's like, it's all connected is what I'm, what I mean. And so, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I spend personally, I spend a lot of, you know, I focus on my nutrition, but I meditate and I do yoga and I do CrossFit. And so 
you know, there's this concept of deep health where, um, you know, there's all these different aspects of your life. And if you can't really have like success and like total health in one area, like you can't, I don't think you can be a successful athlete if your nutrition's not on point or if your sleep's not on point, or if your relationships are totally messed up, you know, it's going to affect your performance on the field. If, you know, something at home is out of whack. So, you know, I think that we need to take a holistic approach and all of these things, the breathing and the meditation and the yoga are are really important. And I, I feel like there's like starting to become more of awareness in the kind of the world about that. Maybe just what we've all been going through for the past couple of years, like people are faced with a lot of challenges and they need to find ways to deal with it, you know, ways to deal with stress and meditation is like suddenly kind of mainstream and it's not like a weird thing anymore. Like it's like they're teaching it in schools finally, you know, yes. <laughs> or in prison. like, it's like, that's about time. And if everybody meditated, the world would be a better place, you know? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and it, you know, it's, it affects your athletic performance. It affects your performance at work. So yeah, I definitely take a holistic approach and I work with my clients in a holistic way. It's because everything is connected. So, yeah. yeah. And I like it too, that, you know, connected to the holistic perspective or approach, you're always, you're always going back to by identifying with your clients. It seems like what their strength is. Let's, let's, let's connect everything yeah. to your strengths. And that's a great foundation, right? right? Yeah. Uh, you also forgot about sharing. Yes, you were, you know, a CrossFit athlete and coach and all that, but you forgot that you do swim holding weights. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I got into the XBT thing with, um, Gabby Reese and Laird Hamilton, um, who I have admired for, you know, many years. And I had the chance to, um, do one of the XBT experiences this past summer. And I, you know, I had kind of been like playing around with stuff, you know, the, um, their whole concept of move, breathe and recover ties into kind of what I believe personally, it's, it's very different from CrossFit. They're all about, you know, um, moving your body as we are meant to move. Like Laird doesn't, they, they use weights and dumbbells, but they like to train outside of the gym. So, um, yeah, the work in the pool, uh, with dumbbells and, um, it's really great, you know, for longevity, especially because you can get an incredibly intense workout with weights without the impact of, you know, like squatting with a barbell on your back or, you know, doing thrusters with a barbell, you can do that stuff in the pool. And it just kind of, it's, it's a different workout and it's a lot less impact and it's really challenging. Yes. <laughs> so, it looks uh, like it. Yeah. And I, I'm currently doing the XBT, um, breathing certification. I think you did that. Yeah. So it's yeah. the breath work is, you know, it's a lot of it's based on the Wim Hof, but, and, and they, they kind of pull from, yogic breathing and probably Laird's own, like just process and you know, evolution of his own life and what he's learned and experienced. And, um, so yeah, the breath work with that stuff is super intense. And then taking it into the pool is like, so getting that whole concept of putting yourself into challenging situations physically, uh, strengthens you mentally. Right. So it's yeah. kind of another level of mental performance training, um, also with the fire and ice, like the going in the sauna and then the ice, I mean, that's, that has physiological benefits too for recovery, but the challenge of, you know, getting yourself into that icy cold water, it's really mm-hmm. like a mental thing. Like, it's like, how are you going to deal with that? And I, um, I, 
became friends with Perla Dernella. She's one of the XPT coaches, but she has this, you know, amazing gift. She actually came and um, did some sessions at one of my retreats. And before you get into the ice, you do a breathing practice routine. So you do, it's, it's kind of, it's called cadence breathing. So it's like box breathing. Like you do, um, you find your cadence, right? You're inhaling for a certain count, holding for a certain count, exhaling for a certain count. And you practice that. So you have that with you. And then when you get into the ice, you know, you can go to that cadence breathing rhythm and you're not going to freak out, right? Because you immediately go into this. I mean, we're kind of going on a tangent here, but no, I love um, it. I love it. It's like it's, you know, how do you deal with stressful situations? And the body has a physiological response to stress, right? We get into that fight or flight and you, you know, mm-hmm. your adrenaline's pumping and blood's rushing to your legs because your body doesn't know the difference if you're being attacked by a bear or if you're, you know, suddenly have to give a presentation in the boardroom. It's the same physiological response to that stress response, right? Your, your adrenaline and, and, you know, the blood and all this stuff. So when you can tap into your breathing, you can immediately calm down. You can come into the, you know, the opposite of the fight or flight, and you can just like bring everything back down to a calm. So using that to get into the ice, like putting yourself into that stressful situation physically in the ice, and then using that breathing pattern to bring you back down to calm can translate, right? Cause you can use that. Then you can use it if you're, you know, competing in a, an athletic, you know, event, or if you have to give that presentation of the word or if you're, you know, in a fight with your spouse or whatever, it's like, you have that tool. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing with the training in the pool with the dumbbells. It's just another way to not only train yourself to get in shape and get fit, but like training your brain. It's, it's another way to put in the reps. So yeah, yeah I, I love that. It's been super powerful. You know what I love about it? I, I, I call it like, you know, warming up the engine. Mm-hmm. And and there's so many ways that I, I kind of go about that because if you've already warmed up that engine and then, then you have to like put it in fifth gear, boom, like in fifth gear, meaning jumping in an ice bath, uh, you know, you've, you've already got your cadence, get your rhythm, boom, you, like you've, you've prepared yourself. But also yeah. if you're in team sports and you're sitting on the bench for most of the game, you don't know when you're going to be jumping into the game. If you're connected with the breath, if you're visualizing, if you're if you're game planning and you're in the game, but still on the bench, that yeah. that's that breath will get you to do all those things. But you will you're starting your engine, you're warming it up because you don't know when it's time to, to, to go. So yeah. so I, I love it that you're spending a lot of time on the mindset and the breathing. And you said this, this is now that our society is really looking at mental health. It's at a point where it's real and people are being vulnerable now. It's okay to be vulnerable, but Mm -hmm. to to deal with some of this stuff, we have to go and tap into these ancient techniques that have been around for centuries, breathing, meditation, visualization, self-talk, mantras. I mean, keep on going. Mm -hmm. And so it's being normalized. And before it wasn't, um, even when I started doing my work as a mental performance coach, it was still kind of like, eh, you're a mental you know, performance, uh, anytime you had mental in something, it, there'd be this kind of the stigmatism around it, but yeah, but it's it being a little bit more normalized. So since you, your background is, you know, health, nutrition, um, mm-hmm. is it fun tapping into the mindset piece? And uh, yeah, I love it. That? I love it. I mean, it's like, it's just so cool to me. I mean, the brain, the mind, it's like fascinating. I, it's just so interesting to me and how, how much, you know, obviously it's like 
it affects everything. I mean, your mindset affects everything. You, you know, I, I firmly believe that everything in our lives is because we put it at cause. Like we are first cause. I mean, you create everything because of your thoughts. So, you know, what you think or what you don't think, it's just, <laughs> it, right. it make, makes all the difference. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's, and, and how can we optimize our brain, you know, brain health and our mental well-being? It's just like, you know, you can't be physically fit without being mentally fit. It's the mind-body connection is it's critical. Um, and it makes all the difference, you know, and, and it's, you know, our gut is connected to our brain. That's a big thing too now. Right. So, um, our nutrition affects our brain health and what we're eating affects how we're feeling and vice versa. So it's, it's like, to me, it's just, um, it's fascinating. And I love working with people and kind of, you know, getting them to have an increased awareness of, their own mindset and their thoughts and how that affects their entire life and how it could just make such a difference in, on the day to day. I love that. It's, it's like, there's so much to learn. Like, I feel like it's, it's like endless, basically. It's like, there's, you know, the more I learn about breathing, the more I learn about there's different types of meditation. I always just like sat and focused on my breath. You know, I, I'm, now, you know, I'm learning more about transcendental meditation. Like, it's like, you know, that's right. like a whole other thing. Um, and, you know, the self-talk, it's like, even with that, there's nuances to it. Um, so, and yeah, and then using yeah. things like the ice and different, like different stimulus to uh, elicit a response that then you have to deal with. And then how is that going to affect your mindset? Yeah, I, right. I think it's, it's just so cool. And then seeing, you know, seeing how people can make big shifts. I mean, I've seen it in my own self and my own life and what the things that I've been going through, you know, in the past couple of years, um, making big, huge life changes, dealing with, you know, moving, um, you know, kids leaving, going to college, um, career shifts, you know, ending relationships, starting new relationships. So tapping into my own, you know, mindset training and learning more and more and just diving into that more is just the most interesting thing to me right now, for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, with all these transition, there comes tra- transformation. And yeah. and you and I, you know, obviously different paths, but we've gone through a lot of stuff in our lives where we've had a transition. And I want to talk a little bit about because we're we're talking about transitioning from an athlete to a coach. Mm-hmm. What's it like when you're when you're dealing with athletes or your clients, uh, whether athletes or not, dealing with that that transition into transformation because there's um, the reason why I bring this up. I had an epiphany because uh, mm. I was going through tons of transition last year. I mean, I lived in seven different places in a year and um, and finally now my feet are grounded. But um, but when I started to realize I was pushing, I'm like, why? I, I hate this transition. It sucks. Like, And I and I was resisting it. Wasn't letting it. I wasn't being open to it. And when I was walking by a playground. I, I, my wife said something and she's like, remember the times when his life was just like, just all it was, was swinging on swings, you know? So she had a different perspective. When I looked at the, the playground at, at an elementary school, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. And it, and it just popped. I'm like, we're built for transition every single year. If, you know, if you had an opportunity to go through the educational system, you not only are you going each grade and it's higher and harder each year, but you have yeah. new teachers, you have new te- uh, uh, 
classmates. And there's just things that you have to adjust every single year. So then it made me go, okay, I'm built for this. I'm built for all this transition. So yeah. now it got me back into like, I get to do this. I'm built for this. Yeah. You get so, to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, yeah, we're the only constant is change. You know, nothing stays the same. Everything is in motion. I mean, we are made of energy. We're, we're constantly moving. We're met, we're built to move. I mean, we're animals. Like we are built to move. So we're not supposed to sit still. Yeah. I mean, I think that you, what your epiphany yeah. was is that you, that was, that dropped in, right? It's like, yeah, we're meant to move around. We're meant, we, we evolve it through different stages of life um, and through evolution, through time. So yeah, I mean, we're constantly moving. We're, you know, <laughs> that you kind of brings it home to me. It's like when I think about you, we're just like on this blue marble, like flying through space. <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I mean, like nothing really matters when you think about that. Like, um, yeah, and we get to do this. We get to live this life. So why not enjoy it? Like, if you're not enjoying the process and you're not enjoying the journey, like, then what is the point? I, I, I just, focusing on what brings you joy. I mean, that's where I'm at personally. And that's what I am trying to help my clients with and create the space for that is like, let's find out what brings us joy and focus on that. You know, maybe it's not just, um, making money. Maybe it's like spending more time with your family. Like how can you create your life so that, you know, you can be with the people who are important to you or so that you can like have time to cook your food and take care of yourself because ultimately, you know, your health is like the most important thing. So, you know, I've had clients, you know, I've, uh, who I have a client who came to my retreat last this past October and she, um, has a really, really stressful job and she had just doesn't take time for herself. So to be able to like get away and have some time for herself, just to have a chance to breathe and, you know, like have some space. Like, it's just, I think people just are maybe just realizing that like, it's okay. Or maybe that's where I'm at and that's what I'm seeing. And that's what I'm trying to help people is like, it's okay to slow down. Like sometimes we're moving so fast and we, we lose track or lose sight of, you know, what is really important and what, what matters the most. So I think that's part of also like shifting from identifying as an athlete and trying to compete and trying to be the best, like, well, I'm books more on longevity now, you know, I want to be healthy and strong for the rest of my life. I want to be able to be here for my grandkids and, you know, carry them around and be able to carry my groceries when I'm a hundred or, or 90 or, you know, like I want to be able to get up and down out of the chair. Like, so yeah. that's like, it's a shift. And maybe that just comes with where I'm at in my life and the age I'm at. But, um, I, you know, I'm not in pain all the time when I was training as an athlete, like I was dealing and I, I see this now in some of my clients who are like, you know, they're doing, they're putting in those two a day workouts and they're grinding away and they're like in so much pain. I'm like, well, that goes with the territory. Like if you're going to choose to be this competitive athlete, you're going to have pain, but you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You could also just, you know, live your life and be healthy and strong and work out <laughs> and have fun. Right. Like, exactly. So yeah, it's perspective, I think. And, and we are, we are meant to move and, um, we are, yeah, everything changes. Nothing stays the same. So as much as you can embrace that, I think is, um, it's going to be more fun for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. And I, and I think, you know, to add to that is 
is it all the stuff that we can find joy in our purpose. And I know people are like, Oh, but finding your purpose. Well, listen, like for me, I've, I've Michael Singer, I've learned from him, like the purpose of as, as a human, and again, his perspective, but it resonates is to experience. Mm-hmm. And so like, when you say move, like, you know, I can't experience the world being in this room. I gotta move. I gotta like, I gotta be in, I gotta right. experience. And which is really interesting is just being present. And I know we use that word a lot, being conscious and present. But if you're not, where are you? You know, are yeah. you in the future? Are you in the past? And right. have you seen the movie Don't Look Up? Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. what which I, I might spoil it for people that haven't, but I think when you're talking about like being like finding your joy and being present and and really like taking the opportunity for this time right and i want people to take this time if they want to work on i want them to go to you to find their joy find their strengths create their foundation so they can really take this time this beautiful moment that we have on this earth to to rock it because at the end of that movie when the world is about to end and he says we had it all didn't we and yeah. I think we get, and I'm speaking for myself, you get, we get so caught up in our shit. Like there's yeah. the, all the, the loops and the baggage that we forget all this stuff around us that is so great. And yeah. so it's like getting, I, getting yeah, people totally. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I was uh, competing, I, I remember something for, that I learned from you that the win, right. What's important now. And I, I wrote that yeah. on a piece of tape and I had it on my, you know, my James gear bag and I still probably have it somewhere. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what's important now, uh, playing present, right? Staying focused and, and controlling what you can control, not worrying about the rest of the stuff. I mean, that I think that's like the fundamental, like probably the, yeah. my fundamental tenets as a coach is trying to stay present and connect, con- getting connected to your purpose um, and then practicing, you know, learning all the tools so that you can keep that calm no matter what's going on. And, you know, yeah, the connecting with the purpose. And it's like, it's, I mean, I talk about that with my kids. They're, you know, 19 and 23. And some people don't always know what their purpose is. Or maybe when you're younger, it's not as clear or even older. I mean, I, it's, it's, I feel lucky that I feel like I have a purpose. Like I I'm connected to it and I've integrated my life so that I'm in a, a position to live my purpose and share that, you know, with people in the world. But, um, maybe that's not always as simple for people, but also I think you have to give yourself some space to like get there and, you know, just like hone in on that. So yeah, I totally. think that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to create with, um, not just the one-on-one coaching, but with the retreats that I'm offering is like a place for women to maybe take some space and just be able to connect and tap into themselves outside of the everyday hustle and bustle. And like, you know, spending some time just like just quiet or just with other women, connecting to other people, reflecting, and then just being able to like tap into yourself. And, you know, like when you're talking about, yeah, we're meant to move. Well, the past couple of years, it's been hard, right? We've been shut in. We haven't been able to be out in the world connecting with people. So that's been really challenging. And it's, I, you know, I, I know that it's increased depression and all these things. So uh, finding ways to still connect with people, you know, even, 
as much as we're all tired of zoom, it's like, at least we can, I can see you, you know, we can have a conversation. And then now as things are opening up, like making a point of reaching out to people and getting out and, and staying connected is super important. A hundred percent. I echo that. Uh, why don't you share? Um, and before you share, I'm gonna let everybody know as she's talking about her company and all the services she provide. At the bottom, you can see the the ticker tape of her uh, website. So definitely go there. And uh, in a second, I'm gonna put another ticker tape there, um, a link, so you can actually learn more about her retreats that she's gonna be talking about. So give me your spiel about all the retreats, greatness that you yeah. do as a coach. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I work with people one-on-one, um, nutrition and, um, health and wellness mindset coaching. Um, and I started the living well with Lekka retreats that are the realization of a vision that I've had for years of, I mean, I originally just honestly started with, I just want to like get a bunch of like friends, you know, women together and like, let's just hang out for a few days and work out and eat good food and like just connect and recharge and inspire each other. And when I moved down here to Palm Springs, it was suddenly like, this is it. This is the place to do this. So um, I started uh, with my first one this past October and there were 13 women and it was three days of, um, you know, mindfulness, movement, uh, eating good, just, and all of that inspiration, connection, like resetting and we worked out, we hiked, we did yoga, um, we did vision boarding, we had great food and the response and the transformations were just incredible, like literally like life-changing for some people. So, um, I'm continuing. I, I, my goal is to do at least three a year, if not more, I have one, um, this month, the end of February coming up here in Palm desert, it's sold out, um, the waiting list. There's 10 women and same, basically same thing. Um, and then the calendar for this year dates haven't been announced yet, but tentatively, um, there's going to be a mini, mini weekend retreat in Napa wine country in the end of May. And then, uh, end of June, we're scheduled for Baja, California, uh, Mexico, um, which is going to wow. be really great. We've got the ocean. So there's going to be some surfing and, um, yeah, so that's exciting. Cool. And then probably end of October back here in um, Palm Springs. So yeah, if you, anyone listening is interested, um, get in touch because they fill up really fast. Um, but it's an amazing experience, just, um, a chance to, you know, move and breathe and reclaim your strength and wellness and just leave feeling really inspired and energized. So mm-hmm. I'm just really excited about that. And I can't wait <laughs> for the next yeah, how many? How many people like, like what's your max number? Well, yeah. I mean, the one that's right now is 10 in Mexico. I think we can have, six, uh, well, 14. So they're not okay. huge. I mean, someday I'd love to do more, but part of it is that it's, they are somewhat curated. So it's like, I want people who want to be there. First of all, it's like some people who are really going to like show up and, 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 and want the whole experience. Um, and there's something about the intimate nature of the gathering because you really form connections with people and you, you know, the, just the sharing and all that stuff that goes on. It's like, it's kind of, it's nice to be in a, like somewhat of a small group setting. Yeah. So so between 10 and 15, I guess right now, you know, and I've learned this as a coach and I learned this recently is that I've spent so much time trying to, you know, push out my content and, and make you better, make you better and make you better. And I, I was missing the, like what really people do want. And there's a lot of research and science behind it is community. 
community. So, yeah, for you sure. Know, really. So what you're doing is perfect. Like starting. So who knows if you're going to come from possibility or abundant mindset, I mean, you can, you can start having 50, 75 people. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that could happen. And I mean, just the whole community thing too, you know, I still teach um, functional fitness zoom classes twice a week and, that's a class. It's a group, the group. I call them my grandmasters. The average age is probably 60. Um, there's some 50 year olds and some 70 year olds, but like talking about community, like they were the first ones that, that when the pandemic hit, they're like, can we do this on the computer? <laughs> they didn't even know what zoom was. And, you know, wow. we've been meeting twice a week since two going on. What is it now? Like since March of 2019, 2020, I guess, like, it seems like forever, but, um, Cause when we were meeting in person, we had this community. And then, so they've asked like, can we just spend the first 10 or 15 minutes just like checking in and talking? So the community thing is really important. And it's like, yeah. it happens on the retreats. It can still happen, you know, via zoom and virtually, but it's being able to get together like in person is irreplaceable really. So yeah, I'd love yeah. to make the retreats bigger. And <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, I want my listeners to def- definitely go to lekafeynman.com. You can find out everything that she does there. Um, and hopefully by doing that, we'll, we'll grow this community for you. Um, outside yeah. of people going to your website, um, and I know that you're on a bunch of different you know social media platforms, but what's, what's one that you spend a lot of time on that people could reach out to you or see your content yeah, and sure. what, it, what is your handle? Uh, Instagram is probably the main one. Um, at Lekka Feynman on Instagram. Um, yeah, you can find me there. I, I'm trying to post more regularly. I, I post like reels with recipes. There's a lot of like food stuff there. If you're interested in healthy cooking, um, and like center, you know, fitness inspiration stuff, some workout stuff and mindset stuff. So yeah, Instagram would be a good one. And my website too. I just redid my website. So check that out. Lekafeinman.com. Cool. And can you get your book on your website? Yes. And I'm working on another book too. We didn't talk about that, but whoops. whoops. Right. Um, yeah, that is happening. It's going to be, um, I want to do a coffee table book. So <laughs> that's oh, also, great. yeah. Um, awesome. yeah, you can get my, my previous book on the website too. All right. Cool. Yeah. Lucky. This is, again, I, man, I could talk to you for another hour. Um, <laughs> and this is, is an honor. It's cool to see what, where you're taking this and, and how you've taken this. Um, and I just, I, I, I'm thrilled and I can't wait to see more of your success. Thank you. Well, I owe so much of it to you. I mean, really like the work that we've done together has been instrumental and, in, you know, my growth as an athlete and as a coach and, um, I'm always happy to talk to you. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you.